0: Amen. Okay, open the Bibles to the book of James. We'll continue our study in the book of James. And this book is written to the twelve tribes by our dear brother James. And the author, the true author of this book, we know is God the Holy Spirit. Holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit and they penned these words. But the true author of these words is God the Holy Spirit. Today's message is called, Born Again by His Will, by God's Will. I'm excited about this message. It's absolutely wonderful. As we journey through this world of woe, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's a world of sorrow and sickness and pain and suffering. We're going to a place, so where there be no more suffering, no more pain, no more sorrow. We who are the people of God. And remember this. This is the only tribulation that we who are the people of God will face. This is it. This is it. Well, we're here on this earth. This is the only tribulation. This is the only trials that we'll ever face. The minute we step into glory, it's all over. No more struggle with sin. No more struggle with things of the world. Nothing. It's finished. No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more pain. No more sin. Hallelujah. Because we're just saved sinners, aren't we? We who are the people of God. I'm just a sinner saved by grace standing before you telling you about Christ. I struggle with sin every day, and I know you do too. But praise be to God, there will be no more struggle with sin. All those things will pass away. In our study today, we'll be looking at verses 18. Verse 18 will be the main one. But I'd like us again to look at the context of this verse. Um, James is writing to saints who are going through various trials and tribulations. And that's so for us today too. See, see, the Word of God is timeless. It, it transcends time. It transcends cultures. We're one in Christ as believers. It transcends time. James wrote this to the 12 tribes and here we are studying it and we're getting a blessing out of it too, aren't we? Because the whole, God, the Holy Spirit, is the author of these Scriptures and there's much instruction for us as believers, within these words. James is writing to saints, again, who suffering through various trials in this world. So with that in our minds, let's read verses 12 to 18. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And that's eternal life. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted to God. Why? Well it's goes on it's self-explanatory here right for God cannot be tempted with evil neither tempteth he any man that every man here's the root cause of sin here's the root cause of evil right here but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed sin comes from within not from outside it comes from within the root cause of sin is in our hearts for Or then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. So James gives a warning there. Now look at this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. That's Christ. Christ is the good gift. Sent from above. He came down from above, didn't He? He came here to what? To save His people from their sins. He came here to save sinners. That's good news for me because I'm a sinner. Has God shown you that you're a sinner? That's the, that's the question of the ages. A lot of people, they, they, they don't think they're sinners. But God's people, we've been showing we're sinners, haven't we? And we take sides with God against ourselves and say, if God was just, I'd go to hell. But praise God for His mercy. Praise God for His grace. He saves sinners. How? Whoa. by the good gift, the Lord Jesus Christ, who comes from above. With whom is no variables, neither shadow or eternal. He never changes. So if, if Christ never changes, and God never changes, then His eternal love that was set upon His people, right? Who were chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1.4. There's no denying that. If His love was set upon us then, is His love the same now? Oh well, yeah. He doesn't change, does He? Will His love be forever set upon us in eternity? Hell, hallelujah. Yes, it will. <laughs> he never changes. His love is ever set upon His people. Even, even when I was shaking my fist at God. Lord, save me late in life. I was shaking my fist at God for years all that time His love was set upon me and I had no clue at all. And I know it's so for you too who believe. That's amazing grace, isn't it? That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. It goes on to say, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variables, neither shadow or turning, so He doesn't change. Now look at this. This is our verse. Of His own will. So right away, we see whose will is being brought forth here. Now, man's will is bound to our nature, right? We have a dead nature. All we're going to do is sin. That's why we need a new nature. We need to be born again. It says here, of his own will, God's will. What did he do? He begat us with the word of truth. My, oh, my. Scripture says here that it was God's will that we'd be born again. It, it was God's will that that rebel was shaking his fist at God that whole time in his sin. Might not We might not have ever said, oh, we hate you, God. But in our actions, we did, didn't we? And the Bible says, I had a good discussion with somebody yesterday I've been meeting with. I had a good discussion with this fellow. And I'll tell you what, he's really coming around. And he came in there yesterday and he said, he said, there's none good, no, not one. And I said, Amen. He so even them little babies coming into this world, they're born in sin. Amen. That's why I said to him. He used to think there was a spark of goodness in them. Well, the Lord's teaching them something, isn't he? And then he said, I've learned that there's none that seek it after God, too. Oh, hallelujah! That's right! There's none of us that seek after God in our natural state. Of His own will be us. There it is. He seeks us out. He seeks us out my of his own will, but God he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his of his creature creatures now years ago, I heard a preacher mention that the Holy Spirit regeneration or being born again had been replaced by making a decision. Now, I had come out of religion, and whenever I used to go out and evangelize, I always used to say, well you need to make a decision. You need to pray this prayer. Little did I know that God begets people by his own will. There's been so many people who have made decisions for Christ that is nothing but a false profession. There's no life. They may have cleaned up their lives. That's what I did. Come from heathenism into religion. Cleaned up my life, but no life inside. Biggest Pharisee around. But when God does a work, when He begats us by His own will, we take our place before Him. Is the worst sinner in the world. And we cry out with the publicans saying, God be merciful to me, the sinner. Oh, have mercy on me. And God does, doesn't he? And we see in our day that it's evident years later from what that preacher said in the 70s to now, it's still evident, isn't it? Just make a decision for Jesus. Well, how can a dead person make a decision? Can't, can they? No, not at all. And we're born dead in trespasses and sins. Dead spiritually. You must be born again. Look what the text here says in verses 17 and 18 again. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes from the Father and cometh down from the Father of lights. Well, this is again speaking of Christ. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turn it. Of his own will. Look at that. God's will. Not our will. God's will. Of his own will be guided us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So we see in verse 17 the origin of the good and perfect gift. It comes from the Father. The Father sent His Son into this world to save sinners. Isn't that amazing? Sent His Son in here to die in a room and place of sinners. The perfect one, the holy one. The sinless one. The Lord Jesus Christ was sent into this world to die for sinners. And if you're a believer, put your name in there. He came to die for Wayne. Wayne Boyd. And not just, there's other Wayne Boyds in this world. But he came to die for this Wayne Boyd. Isn't that amazing? Travis and Karen. There's other Travis and Karen Thorns, I bet you, in the world. There's, cause there's all kinds of names. But he came to die for you guys. Saved you by his grace and his mercy. Begot you by his own will. Isn't that amazing? It's stunning, isn't it? And every believer can say that. It's stunning. Turn, if you would, to John chapter 3. And we will see here. Actually, turn first to John chapter 1. Speaking of the good and perfect gift. I I felt like we needed to touch a little bit more on this than we did last week. The Scripture proclaims that light came into the world. But you know what? Man loved darkness rather than light. We were there, weren't we? That's why we can't look at sinners and say, say, oh look at, look at those sinners. Cause we're still sinners, number one. Saved by the grace of God, number two. And we're no better than them. Actually, I struggle with sin more than I ever have before. Is it true for you who believe? Now, I struggle with sin more. Sin didn't bother me before. Oh my, but it bothers me now. Look at this in John chapter 1. Oh, the light light came into the world. Look at this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. The one, the very Creator, comes into this world. Why? To save His people from their sins. Isn't that amazing? The One who spoke everything into existence. The One who, who the stars are, are in order because of His power and His will came into this world to save us. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that made was made. Even the people who cursed His name. They were all made by Him. He gave them the very breath to breathe. Everything was made by Him. Not, there's nothing that wasn't made by Him. Nothing invisible or visible that wasn't made by our great King. In Him was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So, So natural man cannot comprehend the things of God, it says right there. Because we're in darkness. We're born dead. We're born in darkness. Spiritual darkness. We have no idea who God is. We won't seek Him. There's none good. We're all full of sin. From the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Still are even after we're saved, right? But we, now, now the Holy Spirit works in us and convicts us of our sin. And we still keep coming to Christ, don't we? We keep still keep coming saying, Lord, please, I'm so sorry, Lord. But all that time, our sins are all forgiven. Isn't that amazing? It's not based upon what we do. Our salvation is all based upon what Christ has done. Period. There's not a stitch of our righteousness, which is filthy rags, in the perfect spotless righteousness of Christ that we're clothed in. There's not a stitch of our works. It's all by what Christ has done. Now now that, that caused you to shout, hey! Eh? what a savior!" And look at here, we'll see how important the new birth is, and, and again, it's, it's by God's will of his own will be God He us with a word of truth. Look at John chapter three verses eighteen to 20. Actually, no. Hold on. I I thought I pasted those in my notes, but I didn't. Let's go to John chapter 3 again. I'm looking at my notes going there's something missing there. Okay. Look at verse 3 of John 3. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Bing. There it is. Right there. Bam. That's the master saying that. That's the king of kings. He says, you must be born again. You must be regenerated. You must be. Or you cannot see heaven. And he says in verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. And it says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh, and whence it goeth. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. And then, let's go back to our verse. With that in our minds, okay? We saw there You must be born again. Well, we can't make ourselves born again, can we? It's impossible for us to regenerate ourselves. To bring ourselves out of the darkness. If we're dead in sin, it's impossible for us to make ourselves alive. Of His own will. begat He us. Born again by the Holy Spirit of God. It's a total work of God. It's a total work of God. Look at verse 18 again. Of His own will. God's will. So it's God's will that His people would be born again. How? By the word of truth. By the preaching of the gospel. That we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. My oh my. So the gift of salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ comes down from the Father of light sent into this world on a mission. People say, oh, look at Christ. He's dying on the cross. What did He say to those ladies of Jerusalem? Weep not for me. Why do you say that? Because He's on a mission. Don't shed your tears for me. I'm going to the cross to redeem my people from their sins. Wonder of wonders, eh? For we who are in that number. Oh, my! He came into this world to save sinners. Again, the question is, are you a sinner? Is God showing you your desperate need for Christ? If He regenerated you and has granted you faith to believe, on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a gift from God. You know how we know that? Because the answer is in verse 18. Look at these words. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Remember the scriptures in Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. What does it mean not of ourselves? Well it means not of our works. It means we're saved not by our own works. For by grace are you saved through faith. And who's that faith And Who's the object of our faith? The Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Oh, it's a gift of God. It's a gift from above. <laughs> it's a gift from above. Not of works. Again, he tells us, not of works, lest any man should boast. So from beginning to end, our great God, our Savior is Alpha in our salvation and He is Omega. He's the beginning and He's the end and He's everything in between. Can you keep yourself? I can't. But God keeps us, doesn't He? He preserves us. He preserves us. Think of, think of how we would be if it wasn't for the grace of God when a trial would hit us. If it wasn't for the grace of God, it would destroy us, wouldn't it? But He keeps us beloved. He keeps His people. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts. He keeps us. He keeps us. It's wonderful. I often used to say, I don't say it much anymore. I used to say, well, how did I do it without the Lord before? Well, now I know the answer to that. He was with me. <laughs> it would nothing to do with me. Charlie, you and I talked about when when we were younger how many times we, man, things were just reckless things we did. And the Lord spared us. Amazing. Just amazing. Absolutely incredible. So it says here, of his own will, God's will, begot he asked with the word of truth. Well, what's that? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Turn, if you would, to 1 Peter chapter 1 and we'll see the dynamics of the new birth. It's a mystery, beloved. Much like the wind. But where you find the new birth, you know what? Where you find the new birth, you'll find the Gospel. And where you find the Gospel, you'll find the new birth. If it'll be there won't be making no decision it'll be you you you're going to be running to Christ <laughs> you're made willing and as brother Rupert said a team of wild horses couldn't stop you from running to him oh my look at this in first peter chapter 1 look at verses 22 to 25 see you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit so we obey the truth through who by the power and might of the holy spirit of god Scriptures tell us to flee to Christ. Look unto me and be saved. Right? In our natural state, we can't look to Christ. But by the Spirit, we can. Of His own will, begot He us. By being born again of the Holy Spirit, now we can look to Christ because He's given us the gift of faith. To look. Oh my, look at my King. Look at Him. Look at the Savior of sinners. And, and once we get that first glimpse... We never look away, do we? (laughs) Now, we may get caught up in the things of the world. We may get our eyes off Him a little bit. But we're always getting refocused, aren't we, to Him? Always. Constantly. Constantly. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth. And that's the commandment to flee to Christ. Through the Spirit unto unframed love of the brethren. Well, we love one another, don't we? We're, We're born again by the same Spirit. We have the same Father. We have the same Redeemer. Oh, my See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Look at this. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. So that's not of Adam or not of our parents. Right? Because I'm a product of my dad. My dad was born a sinner. Therefore, I'm born a sinner. Right? My, my son and my daughter, they're sinners because I'm a sinner. And that's corruptible seed. But of incorruptible Look at this. By the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. So God takes the word and the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and he regenerates his people. It's marvelous. Again, it's a work of God. Of his own will begot he us. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is a flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. Think of this. Empires have risen Okay, empires have risen. Rome was a great nation. I love studying Rome. It was a great nation. Huge. It's covered so much. Persia, the Medes and the Persians, and all these great empires that grows. They're all gone. But what's still here? Amen. The Word of God. The Word of God. Still here, isn't it? They're all gone. But the Word of God is still here. It endureth forever. And Christ is the Word of God, isn't He? He's the Word of God. And this is the Word which by the Gospel is preached unto you. This is the Word of God. This is God's Word preached unto you. And the Holy Spirit takes the words of the preacher and takes the words of the Scriptures and uses them for His glory. And we stand in awe as Gospel preachers. We're just in awe. He uses clay pots with a bunch of holes in them incredible. Do you know that God's gift and calling are without repentance? Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Receiving Christ and believing in Christ are inseparable. If one believes on Christ, they've received Christ. It's inseparable. They're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And people who spend time trying to discern the difference Or a lapse of time between life and faith—that's just wasted time. It's just wasted time. People waste so much time debating things and looking at things, and it's just a waste of time. I'm born again by the Holy Spirit of God. I've been given faith to believe. I've been given life. Praise God. It's wonderful. Look at this in Romans eleven twenty nine, and think of our salvation. Now think of this in light of our salvation. For the gifts and calling of God, and think of this in our regeneration too, being born again. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He won't take them away. (laughs) See, when I was in religion, it was all about myself keeping myself. Right? Is it so for you when you were in that? Eh? Or you kept hearing, oh, you just got to keep doing this, you just got to keep doing that. Praise be to God, it's all done. Christ did it all. Period. And the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Those He says He will never, ever, ever lose. They're bringing every one of them home to glory. There will not be one missing. Because it's God who saved us. It's the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ who saves us. So those for whom Christ died, those for whom He shed His precious blood to redeem, those He justified when He rose from the grave, they shall never, 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 never perish. Even though they're still sinners, they'll never perish. Because our salvation is not dependent upon us. Now again, it doesn't give us a license to go out the door and go crazy, does it? Not at all. God's people won't do that. Scripture says the love of Christ constrains us from sin. We hate sin now more than we've ever hated it before. My, What a change. He's robbing us. But God's people, when He saves them. They'll never perish. And, and why? Because they're kept by the power of God. Think of that. The same power that saves us The same power that keeps us is the same power that created all the world we see and everything in it and keeps everything together. That's the God of the Bible. That's my Savior. Is He yours? He has all power. There's nothing He can't do. Nothing. So saving the soul for Him, well, it cost dearly, didn't it? The sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dying in the room in place of sinners. Turn, if you would, to Colossians chapter 2. See, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And the scripture says, again, by His own will begot He us through the word of truth. So we're born again by the, the Holy Spirit of God through the preaching of the gospel. Look at this in Colossians chapter, chapter chapter 2. Do you know that we're born again by the operation of the Holy Spirit of God? Of His own will begot He us? We'll see it right here. The operation of God. We were dead, right? Spiritually. Couldn't do nothing. Now we're born again. Now we have life. Now we can serve our king. Gladly. Now he gives us an understanding of his word and unveils to us more and more His mercy, His grace, His love for His people. Listen to this, though, in Colossians 2. This is just extraordinary. Colossians 2, verses 11 to 15. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. That's being born again. And putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with Him, So we're risen with Christ. Scripture says we're already seated in the heavenlies with Him. Look at this though. You're risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God. Salvation is of the Lord. It's not of our doing. It's of the Lord. By the operation of God, we're born again. Who hath raised Him from the dead. So the same power that was used to, to raise Christ from the dead is the same power that raises us from the dead. Our death spiritually, we're dead spiritually. Raises us up, makes us alive in Christ. Isn't it wonderful? Absolutely wonderful. And then look at this. And you, being dead in your sins, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, that was our state. Hath He quickened? We're alive now. Now we're alive. Born again. Hath He quickened? Together with Him, heaven forgiven you. How many trespasses? How much much of our trespasses are forgiven? All trespasses. And never forget that every one of our sins was future when Christ died on Calvary. So if He died for all my sins, He died for all of them. Scripture says He died for them all. So if someone ever tells you, Oh, He died for your past sins and your present ones, but not your future. You just say, no, that's not true. Because every one of my sins was future at Calvary. And it says here in the Scripture that you being dead in the sins and circumcision of your flesh, hath you quickened together with Him, that's Christ, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you. That was against me. Which was contrary to us took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, paid in full. It is finished. works done. Heaven spoiled principalities and powers, he may assure them openly triumphing over them in it. And this speaks of a Roman triumph when a Roman general came back from a battle and he had triumphed they would have a triumph from a huge celebration in Rome. That's what that's speaking of. He's the victor. He's the victor. So, the new birth, beloved of God, is evidence that you belong to God. It's evidence that you belong. If you're born again, it's evidence that you belong to God. And so is everyone born of Him. They are His, they've always been His. And they always will be His. And that will never change. You know why? Because God doesn't change. (laughs) Isn't it wondrous? It's absolutely incredible. So marvel at these truths. Marvel at these truths. We're redeemed by God. right? Because Christ is God in the flesh. He purchased us with His own precious blood. We're born again by the power of God. And then one day when we breathe our last breath in this earth, we will be presented faultless faultless before His throne. Why? Because of what Christ has done. Because He saved our eternal souls by the shedding